With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Hockey Town West podcast. Here to talk all things Griffins, Firebirds, and Walleye are your hosts, Nick Harrington and Brandon Cook. And that's the episode. It's good. You didn't hit record. <laughs> you missed the whole episode. We have yet to do that. Thank God. Uh, there's there's one we lost in corruption, but that was about it. <laughs> We've always hit record. What's up, buddy? Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. November 7th already. I know. We're seven days into the month already. It's kind of frightening to me. It is. It's terrifying. Just watching the wings. Yeah. Hopefully this uh, turns around. And then I got Central Western because I went to both schools. So watching the Mac action tonight. Flunked out of both. What? What? Did you say with some edibles? I said flunked out of both. Oh, flunked. No, I did not <laughs> flunk out of both. I did not flunk out of both. I have a bachelor's degree from Central. I know. Uh, it is in my office at, and then I did not finish my grad program at Western. So Yeah. Uh, yet, but I, I don't know. There is a yet there. Yeah, I don't know if I'll go back. That's fair. We're, we're looking at other opportunities. So we've got. You can steal some signs and go to Michigan. <laughs> or any of the other schools that or, have done it too. Anybody in the Big Ten. Essentially, yeah. I mean, the school I am looking at is in the Big Ten. That's good. This stuff's getting wild. I don't know how much you looked at it. Not much. I don't. It sounds like Michigan's ready to go scorched earth on the Big Ten and just sell everybody out. As they should. For everything they know at this point. And I respect it. Uh, football. I hope it's, both it's really ruining win. college football, honestly. <laughs> like, I love college football to an extent. I've watched one game this season. And I've had zero interest in, like, continuing to watch right now. Because it's all they talk about every broadcast. And it's just, ugh. I, like, the big schools have been ruined for me for a long time. Yeah. Like, Michigan, Michigan State. So, like, I, I can't back those. So, I always like to watch the MAC teams because I actually went there. So, I support those. That makes sense. And they're not great. No, but when they play each other, it's usually entertaining. Yeah. If they play any out, anyone out of the Mac, it's... Uh, I had to watch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I might catch a game. I might go up to Central and catch a game because Central's campus is uh, really nice in the I fall. I was talking about it with a buddy last night, and I was like, man, the part that sucks about this, like, I can be biased as a Michigan fan, but it's like, they probably have the best team they've had in years put together right here. Whether all outside influences, whatever. The players themselves, it's probably the best team they've had in forever. If they somehow go all the way and win, no one's going to care because they're just going to talk about this. Yeah. And it sucks for those kids. Not the not the team, not the school. It sucks for the players. We got a Houston Astros situation on hand. Is that what you're... No, the players were in on that. Oh. You don't think the players were in on this? <laughs> no. Uh, I, I don't think so at all. I, I have no knowledge of it. I, no, I don't from what, know. From everything that was filed, it looks like the players didn't. So, anyways. I, it just... What irritates me is like they play all these like crappy little schools in the beginning. Like they'll play Central. I'm so they sick play, of that. I hate that. 
Like play play some play a real schedule. And I mean, next year Michigan starts with USC and Oregon. Yeah, I hate I hate the re- I hate the alignment of the conferences. Well, it's it's terrible. it's terrible. It's a money grab for all of the schools. Which it, college football didn't used to be a money grab, and now it's just. Ugh. It, it's ter- it, I hate it. I hate it. I hate all of it. It's almost about as bad as officiating in the AHL this year. <laughs> I can't wait till you get to that. Oh, <laughs> I'm ready. Slice and dice here. So, But before we get to that, we are the Hockey Town West podcast. And I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. And I'm Nick. You had to think about it, didn't you? It's been kind of that month. <laughs> so we have two big games this weekend. We're gonna talk. To, we're gonna talk about the two games this weekend. Who has two big games? Griffins. Oh, cool. Griffins have two big games. We're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into. There's some festivities around these games. Yeah, there is. There's some stuff going on at the arena. We'll talk and, about that. And then we're gonna talk about a topic that got started last episode with by Randy about our special teams. And then we did a deeper dive. And uh, the stats don't lie. The stats are gross, the so stay tuned for that. <laughs> stats are going to be surprising. But let's talk about these Griffins games this coming Friday and Saturday against the good old Toronto Marlies. So both of them are at home. Now, if you're not going to the game, you can watch this game. It's going to be televised through regular cable, it looks like. Channel 27 for Grand Rapids. Channel 33 in Holland. Channel 29 in Muskegon. And Channel 15 in Kalamazoo. And then Channel 14 in Battle Creek, if we have anybody in Battle Creek that's uh, paying attention to hockey up here. Or if you're just scrolling through the channels, you'll find it there, too. <laughs> so, do people uh, really scroll through channels anymore? I don't know. I I mean, I just filter through sports and then just pick something or I pick a movie. So the Marlies, they do play Wednesday. We're recording this on Tuesday. Currently, they are 5-2-2 two, and two with 12 points. Tied for second in the North Division with Cleveland Monsters. So I think... I find like this matchup is going to be pretty good between the two teams. This is this will be fun for us for later, but it's they've got 153 penalty minutes. They are third in the league. Only Lehigh and Iowa had more. Currently, 31 goals for and 24 goals against. So their their games are pretty tight. Key players to keep an eye out. Well, we could say Nicholas Robertson, but he got called up to the Leafs. Yeah, he did get the call up the other day. But, I'm watching the or, that organization fall apart, and I'm loving every second of it. Yeah. Did you watch last night's game? No. Who did they Leafs play? in Tampa? No. Uh, I saw some highlights. It was 4-1 to one Tampa at the end of the first. And then what happened? Toronto came back and won. After oh. they pulled uh, Samson off. Yeah. He slammed his helmet on the bench. Yeah. It looked ugly. We're going to get to Samson off here in a minute, too. Yep. So my key players that I highlighted was Alex Steves. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Nine games. He's got six goals, four assists, ten points, and he's a plus one. Their goalie, Dennis Hildeby. He catches left. He's from Sweden, so I'm surprised we didn't draft this guy. Uh, drafted in 2022. He's a fourth round, 122nd pick. Now, Toronto doesn't have a whole lot of draft picks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was going through this, and they don't have many because I'm like, where are all their players? They've traded them all away. To build this super team, this <laughs> super bad team. <laughs> um, he played last year two games. He had eight goals against a 528 goals against average. So it kind of seems like a Costa situation here. So when Costa came to us, didn't do well, real well. This year he's played three games. He's only let in five goals. He's got a 1.68 goals against average and a 935 save percentage. 
He's one 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 and one. Hmm. So uh, this uh, this is their like future goalie. Um, he played. I looked for last year why he only played a few games, but he got called up to Toronto when Samsonov was out. So he played. Uh, he was like their backup goalie for when they were in the playoffs. So makes sense. This guy, like, if they're they brought they brought him all the way through, <laughs> kind of skipped the Marlies there at that at the end there. But um, he did get a game in in the playoffs for the Marlies last year. I believe it was a win um, to, to, until he got moved up to Toronto. So hopefully, we'll probably see him this weekend. I'm hoping we don't because I'm assuming we'll see probably both their goalies. Yeah. Uh, the other goalies not he had, they they're running with three goalies and the other two goalies are not that great. So one of the names looks familiar, but I don't remember where he came from. Yeah, I couldn't. That this is their like their top guy. Wait, so. is this is this Martin Jones like the Martin Jones that played with San Jose? I thought the same thing, but it is not. It's not. It's not. I looked at that. You're positive. Ninety percent. I'm gonna research it while you're talking. Go ahead. Don't worry. You, you're good because I know they signed him at some point. Oh, I don't think it's the same guy. We have one face to welcome back to uh, the Van Andel. Who? Who never played at the Van Andel. Robert Master Simone. <laughs> oh, that's right. He plays with the Marlies now. Four games played. Guess how he's doing. No goals, no assists. So they've played nine. He's only played four. Uh, he's a minus three with two penalty minutes and four shots. So a shot per game. Not doing well. So maybe... You know, it was a whiff by Eisenman to letting him go, but maybe it was for the best. Sounds like it. So, yeah. Yeah, they're drafted players that they have. They're still in the OHL or the WHL. Uh, Easton Cowan he plays for London. And Noah Chadwick, I didn't. he's in the Western Hockey League. I didn't look to see where, he, where he's at or what he was doing. That is Martin Jones. Oh, it is? Yes, the one he played with San Jose and he played with Seattle um, last season. He played for Seattle? Uh-huh. Huh. He played 48 games with the Kraken last year. He was a 2.99 goals against and a .887 save percentage. Well, hopefully we don't have to play either of them this weekend. Uh, that's pretty bad numbers. I mean, he's played three games with the Marlies this year. He's 2.68 goals against with a .884 save percentage. He's 2-1-0, but uh, not great. Yeah. God, their organization's really effed in the goalie category isn't it all over i mean like i said really bad i was going through draft picks and i couldn't find many and like the signings that their brand new gm that they were so excited to get rid of kyle dubas and hire i think it's brad trifling traveling whatever trifle Um, maybe i don't know uh i was names. they were all like super hype on him and then all of the signings he made in the offseason for the maple leafs are not good like when you think of ryan o'reilly and uh, what's his name? Tyler Bertuzzi. Uh, no, I wasn't going to say that. Um, fighter dude. Um, Reeves, Ryan Reeves. Ryan Reeves. Yeah. like Who hasn't fought much this season or when he should have. Right, exactly. So, like, this organization's a mess coming into this game. And I think, I don't know if the Marlies are the bright spot for them, but I mean, not they're not really. doing bad by any means. But, yeah, I wanted to make sure we confirmed the goalie thing because that's interesting. Yeah, that's that's really all I had. I mean, for their side, for the series, all-time series against Toronto were 35, 34, 5 and 2, and at home were 20, 15, 3 and 1. I mean, it's always been pretty close with these two teams. You got to remember the last last season when they played because they played around the same time last year, the Veterans Weekend. Was it really? Yep. 
because we had the American flag jerseys on because that was the only cross Hannah's highlight you saw all season. Yeah. Was his game-tying goal in the last minute and then the overtime winner. Did he had both? Two. I think he had both, or it was two separate nights. Like, Yeah. Like, these games are always fun. I always love when the Marlies come to town. Oh, maybe it's because my buddy Tyler's a big Maple Leafs fan too, and I'm sure he'll be at the game. But, yeah, it's uh, it's always a good time. They're always fun to watch. They're always a tough, tough opponent. The only other thing that I would mention too on uh, the Marlies is John Gruden is their head coach. Really? Yeah, not that John Gruden that right. coached football, but right. John Gruden, the guy that you might remember him, he played for the Griffins. He did. He was a defenseman. Yep. And he won three consecutive division titles with us. Uh, yes. He was an all-star. Oh, yeah, he was. He was good. He was a pesky one, too. And this is his first time back at the Van Andel since April 21st of 2002. This is for sure Yeah. Last year, he was, an assistant head co- he was an assistant head coach in the NHL. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Well, I hope I hope he's ready to take Sheldon Keefe's job in Toronto <laughs> yeah, with the Leafs. He might be getting bumped over here real might quick. Might be bumped really quickly <laughs> based on how things are going. Or, so, or do you think they just, like, compare themselves to the other Canadian teams? They're like, well, we're not doing that bad, you know. Dude, like, <laughs> like Canadian hockey in the NHL. Besides the Canadians. The Canucks. And the Canucks. The Canucks. Like, everyone else is, they're crap in the bed big time. It's terrible. It's crazy to watch. I'm excited to watch this Edmonton San Jose game this weekend. <laughs> I know, me too. Well, you saw the news with Edmonton today. Yeah. Put they, Jack Campbell on waivers. Yeah, like, and Vasilevsky's coming back. They said hopefully by Thanksgiving, if not early December. I mean, how does Tampa not go at him? Yeah. Like, if that happens, can we start moving goalies around in the league again? Well, no, because then Edmonton will pick him up, right? Oh, God. So, now we're just back where we, where yeah, we started. I don't want to do that. I mean, it's Ken Holland. He's probably not smart enough at this point as a GM to pick up Alex Lyon. So, and good luck if he does because <laughs> Alex Lyon hasn't played in <laughs> since training here. Yeah, it's time for that conditioning <laughs> stuff, maybe. Yeah. Anything else you want to say for the Marlies before we start talking some predictions here? No, no. I hope they suck. <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah i got nothing else they it i think this will be a good measuring stick for us i mean with cleveland we played them really tight we played them really close and they had some help with the refs in both games what why are you why are you giving me that face i'm giving the computer that face okay i'm like uh, so i'm just clicking through their roster here real quick just to make sure we're not missing anybody or anything like that and then the name kyle clifford popped up like the big red dog yeah, uh, Kyle Clifford was a former Leafs player who's been sent down the chain at this point uh, because they don't know how to manage their talent. Uh, but he was rough and tough in the NHL. So that's something to watch out for. So him and New Power might be going at it. Ooh, that'd be fun. Be a fun little uh, scrum. But yeah, I got nothing else to finish with them. Both games, 7 o'clock. I mean, do you want me to jump into the festivities? Yeah, let's talk festivities and we'll talk some predictions here for this game. How about that? So this whole month of November, they're doing a thank you cards for the troops, the Griffins are. Nice. It's behind Section 104, so pretty close to where we are, Brandon. Yep. Uh, If you participate, you are entered into win tickets to Trans-Siberian Orchestra on the 26th of December. You also get an overnight stay at Courtyard by Marriott, if you're from out of town, or just need a night out with 
without the kids, and a gift card to the bistro. So nice little uh, thank you notes to the the troops. The Friday they're bringing back the two dollar beer and hot dogs. I mean, we figured they weren't going to change it. Yep, six to eight, and get your two dollar beer, get your two dollar hot dogs, get your pucks to throw in the ice, get your well, that's later. Uh, <laughs> college discount tickets. So you can get discount tickets by using your uh, EDU email. They still are doing free ride Friday on the Rapids to get down to the game. Yep. Both nights they are wearing their snow camo jerseys. Yes. I'm really excited to see these things in action. Specialty jerseys. They're going to be an auction afterwards. There's an auction during the game too. If you're not familiar, you can go to download Dash. Yeah. You can bid on them there. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they change any of their like techniques that they did last year with those. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what that looks like this year. Uh, the 11th, got to be the first 2,500 people in there or a season ticket holder to get the bucket hat giveaway. And I broke the news last episode, I think, to you, Brandon. They are reversible. There's not yes. two different kinds. So yeah. you can get both, Brandon. I'm very excited. In one. Uh, that's an even better <laughs> deal because it's free. Here's the other thing. Military discount gets 50% off food items at concessions, too. So that's... that's Sweet. That's a good little deal. I don't think it qualifies for the $2 hot dogs, but you could try. Dollar hot dogs? I mean, that's what I got. Well, thank you for digging in and finding all the updates (laughs) for this weekend. (laughs) Everyone knows all the details now, so everyone should show up, have a good time, and be responsible. Throw pucks on the ice. Don't. At the chuck-a-puck time. Or don't then. Or buy them and don't throw Yeah, your dollar still goes to a great charity. Yeah. Take them home. Throw them at your friends, your coworkers. Throw them at your coworkers. That goes over well. Yeah. Yeah. Those people still work at my my job. Yeah. yeah. They, they still a little puck incident, but. Not the, the puck incident. Not, yeah, yeah. Separate. Right. Separate. Yeah, correct. Correct. But we got to clarify that nowadays, you know. We never thought we'd have to, but here we are. All right, so two games against the Marlies. Prediction time, right? Predictions. So what are you feeling? I, To be super positive, I would love to see them continue the play that they had against Milwaukee and continue that through for both games and get a, whole, get a home sweep. I mean, the, the series right now, we're ahead 20 to, five, 20 to 15. Uh, last year, we swept them. Is that what you're saying? No. Oh. I don't think we swept them last year. Okay. But, no, continue on. I, I would like to see the sweep. I'd like to see the home and home. Just get them both, get us both games right there. Let's start it. Let's start the Dan Watson win streak. We've got one it's about already. about time. Let's, let's get it going. Yeah. Um, now, to be cautious, I'm going to say one and one. <laughs> we, okay. We probably lay the egg Friday. And we probably win Saturday. Yeah, this weekend I don't really know, man. I'm I'm so <laughs> what the, you can't take that stance. I'm so <laughs> I don't know. This could go a multitude of different ways, obviously, because that's just how sports work. You can't really you don't know. That's why we play the game. Unless you have the script. Yeah. Uh, and I've got it right here. No. <laughs> um. Yeah. Right. You don't even look at the script I send you. <laughs> feel called out. I see them going one and one. I don't see a weekend sweep against a team like this um, because as the Maple Leafs are doing not terrible, but they're having a rough time, this Marley's team is filled with young kids that know that 
they have opportunity in front of them. <laughs> they have a carrot in front of them. Yeah. So I expect to see them coming out and playing a really tough game. This is going to be one of those games where the Griffins have to be just like in Milwaukee. They have to be disciplined. They have to be smart defensively. And they've got to be smart offensively. They've got to take advantage of the penalties. If we play like we did, we'll sweep the weekend, no problem. I want to see them string that together and actually replicate that play, though. Because we saw it in the first weekend of the season, then we didn't see it for two weeks, and then we saw it again in Milwaukee. Let's let's do it again. Like let's actually carry that forward. The playbook is there. They just got to do it. They got to run the play. They got to run the play. <laughs> I have work PTSD every time someone says run the play. It's a story for another day. Boy, I just oh, saw man. the dog with the war, <laughs> with the yep. war flashbacks, and Brandon's face right there. <laughs> oh God. I could go my whole life without hearing the words run the play again. <laughs> you, you set that up so beautifully for me. I did. I know. I, I couldn't I'm resist. I'm terrible for that. And I wasn't even there during that. Nope. <laughs> but I heard it so much. Yeah. I I mean, to start from the beginning of the season, the Griffins were giving up a ton of shots per game. They can't do that against the Smarley's team. I feel like it's gotten a lot better. And the stats show it too. They've reduced down to four, like 14 less shots per game. So yeah, the defense is starting to gel, even though we've like rotated a few guys in and out based off injuries, except with like Albert Johansson still out. Didier had an injury for a little bit as well. So I think they're gelling. The system's coming together. You're seeing that more puck possession, at least in the Milwaukee game. I'm hoping it's a sign that we continue to see these. I mean, that's why I'm hoping we, we see two wins. We, yeah. we need them. We, yeah, we definitely need to come out of this weekend with two wins. I foresee only one and one. Um, I think if we see the goalies split the weekend, which I'm assuming we would, yeah. uh, I think you see Kosa get the win, and I think you see Hutchinson take the loss. I think Kosa is just on a great momentum streak right now in his game to where we're going to see him play a game. He's probably going to steal a game. I can foresee this weekend going as we win the game we shouldn't have and we lose the game we should have won. Do you think it's because of the fans? No, I don't. I swear <laughs> to God. This is the first game home since yes, then. Yes, it is the first game home since then. And, of course, it's a $2 beer night. We'll we'll update if the pucks are for sale. But Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be running from work to get there. I mean, I'll I've be already, there on time. I already let my boss know Friday. Here's here's I gave him the calendar. So here's, here's the mini calendar, pocket calendar. Yep, here you go. Now you know when I won't be here. Yep. Yeah, I, I think they'll have that. I think you're gonna see I think you're gonna see Lombardi carry forward this good play that he's had recently. I think you're gonna see Cross is gonna get that monkey off his back. Cross is gonna probably have Cross this is the exact matchup last season where Cross broke out. I'm assuming we see it again. It's that military jersey it just does something for him. It does. <laughs> America flows through him. Um I, yeah, he, he's going to have a good weekend. It'll be interesting to see what Elmer looks like after getting his first of the season. I think we might see better gameplay from him. You think they stick with the same lineup, or you think there's some changes? We've got uh, Robbie Fabry just came back to Detroit, so he's playing this first game. Well, they're in New York. Right. So that spot was taken by Sarnik, 
Yeah, I mean, if, if Fabry makes it through this game without breaking something <laughs> else, um, which, well, we're halfway through the game now, so there's still a chance. I, I would assume you see Zarnik make the trip back to Grand Rapids, which if we get him back going into this series, that, that that's huge. Then I can confidently say... Um, two games. Two games. I know it sounds crazy to say that over one player, but at the same time, Zarnik just brings so much offense to this Griffins team. He's still, what, third or fourth in the team in points right now. Yeah. So... Yeah, if we get him back this weekend, and the lines are obviously going to shake up at that point, uh, I hope Watson keeps Lombardi and Mazer together if he decides to move Elmer around with that. I'm not. We've clearly made the point that we're not going to be angry about that. I, I think the line should be cross Mazer and Lombardi for sure. But I don't know. I think we're in for a very fun weekend again. I just hope... I don't hope we get. I hope we come out with the both wins, so we can get to a positive winning record here, and not just come out four and four. Yeah, because that's kind of what we we kind of treaded water all year last year, and then it was like streaks of five losses. Yeah, and it's still it's still too early to be like, oh my god, they're gonna just play like last year again. No, no. but yeah, that's 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 where I'm at for this weekend. I think. I mean, two games, two wins, puts us. Well, depending on what our division foes do here. Yeah, I mean, it gives us 12 points, and Rockford and Texas are both at 10. They're above us, and Iowa's at 9. So. Yeah. So, yeah. Back-to-back wins against the Marlies. Let's see it. I'm excited. I, I love watching them play the Marlies. It's, it, it's not, I know we're not original six by any means, but the blue Toronto uniform and the Griffins uniform look pretty good on the ice together. And they're calling for a whiteout for Friday, so where are you waiting? <laughs> Still didn't get anything, so. Uh, Don't know what jersey I'll wear. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I've got some extra ones that'll fit. Might just wear a red one. For sure. Give me a general's one. Just that'd for be, funsies, I'll that'd wear be fun. The, uh, what is that? I had something. Oh, so I won't, we'll both be there Friday, but then Saturday we're going to split. So you'll be at Saturday's game. Yes, I will. But anything else? For this preview of the Marlies versus the Griffins in Grand Rapids we, Friday and Saturday. We only play them. We play them again, but I, it's in, in Toronto. Toronto. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of like a home-and-home home series. Yeah. But, but that's the only time we play them again. So yep. uh, we need the points. Just another game against a team not in our division. Just like every game but two so far this season. Yeah, but in a minute, we're going to turn around and it's only going to be division. I know. I mean, try to enjoy it while I have it. So it's sound more You're ready to see the Admirals or the Icehawks 14 times or whatever it is. Yeah, but Rockford yeah. 12 more times. So that's all I have. Wings are falling apart in front of our eyes. This is great. I love how they can get their... <coughs> I love how they can get their players' names right on the bottom, but our players, they just put fast and... <laughs> TNT's broadcast is about as bad as the officiating. I blame it on Biz. Oh, this is not good. All right. Uh, now to a word for our sponsors. 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 Plural. Raycon and DraftKings. You got any bets? I looked today for AHL. I see it on there. I do not see ECHL. No, I didn't see ECHL either. Uh, no no pending bet. There's only one pending bet in my entire app right now. What is it? Lions win the Super Bowl. Oh, geez. What did you put on it? 10 bucks. I put 10 bucks on it before the season started. How much can you? What's the payout? $600. Oh, why didn't you tell me to bet that? I don't know. I should have bet that. Because you normally take my advice and lose, so I didn't want to risk That's that. That's fair. 
Um, I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl, but shut up. That's that's cool. The uh, I'm mad. The one thing I am mad about DraftKings is you used to be able to bet on player goals. I could not for this game. I don't know why. You probably did it too late. It shouldn't have matter. It's gotta be before puck drop. That's no, because I did this in the playoffs and I bet on oh. a couple of Rangers goals and I got playoffs paid are different. Out. I don't know. It's Nonsense. Weird. To DraftKings. Yep. Bye. The NFL season is going strong and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet 5 on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, LA, 21 and older, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This holiday season is always chaotic with the amount of NHL games, AHL games, and football, and just our crazy schedule in between. Maybe too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare, especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because of their early Black Friday sale that's going on now. Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like Everyday Earbuds, known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. And this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. The one item that I'm going to be looking forward to is their faucet filter. Ultra filters the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must-have for ensuring the water you can use to wash your face and brush your teeth is, you know, actually clean. Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. No wonder their products have racked up of tens and thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early raycon is currently offering 20 percent off everything on their site with select products up to 50 percent off so beat the crowds and save now trust me you do not want to miss out on raycon's early black friday sale hurry now to buy raycon.com slash thpn to get 20 to 50 percent off site-wide that's buy raycon.com slash thpn to score up to 50 percent off raycon product buy raycon.com slash thpn if you made it through our preview for the marley's and the griffins and stuck around for this part this is where it gets interesting. This is where it gets fun. <laughs> Promise. No. So, one of our listeners, Randy, brought up a point about the Griffins special teams, wondering if they needed to sh- shake some things up to make things happen. I was, like, we were initially were like, it's not that bad. And then we dug in and we were like, oh, it's pretty rough. So, good old Nick here decides to dive into AHL.com and look at some stats and sends me a link before I'm even home from recording the podcast on Sunday night saying my head will explode when I read these. And you were right. So Not the way I thought it was going to, but yeah. No, I mean, this is, uh, I don't have words to describe this. And I, well, that's podcast. terrible. Right. <laughs> I gave you your soapbox, Brandon. Here so, you go. <laughs> right. So let's put this in perspective for everyone listening here. So we've talked about the amount of times that the Griffins have been called for multiple penalties in a game while our opponent doesn't get called for anything you know the the stat of we've had five power plays on the road 
um, to our 10 at home and, you know, total time shorthanded as a team so far this season through eight games. We've been shorthanded 30 times. Our penalty kill percentage is 80%, which is not, it's like middle of the pack for the league. It's not bad. And 30 is middle of the pack as well for time shorthanded. There are some teams that are a lot higher. Uh, like I look at Providence in Springfield, 41 and 53 times shorthanded. Uh, you know, you look at our upcoming opponent here, the Marlies, 40 times shorthanded. And you go down the list and you find Coachella, who's only been shorthanded 18 times. Uh, That's crazy. Through seven games. So I wish I had an average. Yeah. So, well, looking at this through, I, I tried to focus on our division. I, of course, looked at the Marlies, too, since we're playing them this coming weekend. And that's the episode we're recording. That makes sense. It does, right? In, in, you know, in the division, too, time shorthanded, we're not the most. We're third most in the division. Uh, that's going to be the Admirals and the Wool, or sorry, the Ice Hogs are the least time shorthanded so far in the division at 22. Power play opportunities is where things get really scary when you're a Griffins fan. So to put it in perspective, leading the division <laughs> in power play opportunities is the Chicago Wolves at in 36. In our division. In our division. That's what I said. Okay. In our division, Chicago Wolves, 36. And they're terrible on the power play. (laughs) Yeah, 16.7% success right there. Uh, Only worse is Milwaukee at 10%. um, Actually, it gets worse than the the teams I focused on here. Because the Toronto Marlies, out of their 45 power play opportunities, um, 11%. (laughs) They've only converted... Five times. Ouch. Yep. So, going into this weekend where we take a lot of penalties, because I don't know why at this point, at least there's that little stat that makes me feel better in the back end. But, of course, when we went into playing Cleveland for those couple of games, they had 11%, now they're up to 24 So, there's that. But, again, 45 opportunities on the power play for the Marlies, 36 for the Wolves, 35 for the Stars, 34 for the Wild, 26 for the Moose. We're getting lower here. It's kind of scary. Why haven't I said it happens yet, right? 23 for the Ice Hogs, 20 for Milwaukee, 16 for Grand Rapids. 1-6. 1-6. We have had 16 opportunities in the power play through eight games. So we're averaging half, two to a game. Half of what Chicago, less than half of what, than what Chicago is getting. Chicago's terrible. Chicago is bad. They're one and one and five, one and six, whatever it is. They're gonna pick up their second win against San Jose this week. The Sharks? The Sharks. Right. <laughs> um <laughs> So you know, we've 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 talked about officiating being questionable. I mean, we just think back to the Monsters game where they took five penalties against Grand Rapids in the second period of that game. Like, I don't understand why this team doesn't get power play opportunities like our other teams in the league. Abbotsford, 46. Providence, 52. Laval, 53. Marley's, like I said earlier, 45. Us, 16. So, is it officiating? Or are we really just not playing hard enough to where teams take penalties against us? We're not drawing penalties. I mean... The, That's the question. I don't I can't say we're not 
drawing penalties because you saw, like that clip you sent, there was three penalties in that one clip or two penalties in that one clip. Like in 15 seconds. In 15 seconds. So I think now, like <laughs> you brought it up, you sent it to me as how, how deep do I get in this hole? Uh, we can take a look at the officiating crew. Yeah, so I tried to dig into scoutingreferees.com. They don't have the AHL updated yet for this year. Uh, do, so wait, do they actually they give they actually give them grades? I didn't really dig into it much further after that, if I'm being honest with you, because I didn't really care about the NHL side of things yet. Yeah. Um, I'm going to dig into it more down the road. What I want to do is start looking at our game sheets and actually keeping track of who's officiating what games and kind of looking at it that way. But it's alarming. Yeah, it's it's to be 16 16 power play opportunities through eight games and like i said the ball's at 53 yeah they lead the the league with 53 i wouldn't think anything of it if i didn't look at the other stats yeah i wouldn't have thought anything of it you know and then we started digging around and looking at all these other teams i mean milwaukee is the next closest with 20 and they played a game less than grand rapids yeah (laughs) so four more Four more chances. Like. 16. I tried to pull a positive out of this for Griffins fans. We're third in the division on the power play at least. Yeah. You know, four out of 16 attempts there are 25%. Which, great. That's awesome. Good for us. I want to see the average. I mean, 30 times shorthanded to 16 power play opportunities. It's going to take way too long for me to add this up, but. You can do math quickly. I can't. No, I know. (laughs) And another another positive, I guess we could say, is there's been no shorthanded goals against as well by this Griffins team. There's only three teams in the division that have not allowed a shorthanded goal, and that's uh, Chicago, Milwaukee, Grand Rapids. Everyone else has at least one. Crazy part is like there's teams like Belleville who've got five against already in the season. But yeah, this is uh, I don't ever try to play the blame the officiating card as an excuse for this team. But the officiating has been so god-awful in almost every single game so far this season. It's called out by the fans. It's called out by our broadcasters. You know our coach is furious. You know our team sees this. The players understand it. They all try their best, I feel like, to stay out of the box. No player is trying to take a penalty unless they're, like, furious. Like, I'm sure there's guys out there that have taken dumb penalties on purpose before. I just don't understand what we do so differently to get as many penalties as we do. And again, we're not in the top of the league by any means. But give or take, there should be we should have thirty five, so double what we have. Give or take. I may have missed one team, but <laughs> thirty five. Thirty five, we're at sixteen. So we're less than half of the average. Of the average power plays. Opportunities. No other team in the league is below twenty. No. Nobody. Milwaukee is that team. There's teams at 23. There's teams at 24. 35 looks about right, too. Yeah, 100%. Because if you even just cut in half, the 16th team is Belleville, and they're at 36 point, like 36 opportunities. 16, 16 power plays. 16. 16. And we wonder why the power play is not clicking. It's super frustrating as a fan because, like, you don't – like I said, I don't – try to sit here and play the official card. I hate being that fan. I don't want to be that one. It's like playing the official card every game is just as bad as yelling shoot on the power play. 
But we couldn't even yell that because we don't have a power play opportunity, Brandon. <laughs> Ten of those 16 are at home. We played three games at home. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Ten of those are across three games. We've played eight. That means out of the remaining games there, we've only had six power play opportunities on the road. That's crazy. <laughs> we played five games on the road. And we've had six, you said? Yes. It is less than a power play per game, obviously. No one needs to bust out the calculator for that one. I'm glad because I almost, I almost did. Good. He's throwing a lot of numbers at me. Yeah. Like, um, that's... I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not going to be the guy. I, I'm biting my tongue so just hard. Just be that guy, Brandon. This is ridiculous. This is absurd. Officiating in the AHL is so sketchy right now. Like, not even the AHL, officiating across the board in hockey, something is off. I don't like it. I, I mean, don't want to be the guy that puts his tinfoil hat on and says they're betting on games. But, no, I'm just kidding. Dude! The Here's the crazy part, too. All right, so I'm just going to break it down by division in, like... The Atlantic Division, the top, the leading team has 53 times they've been shorthanded. Actually, let's just do this. Power play opportunities. That's what you want. The Atlantic, 52 is the top. Yep, Providence. 35, Bridgeport. They're it's the, the bottom low. of that division. It's North Division, 53 for Laval. Utica, 24. Central Division, 36, which is Chicago. Grand Rapids, 16. And then the Pacific Division, 46 for Abbotsford, Abbotsford, and Bakersfield has 23. So, I mean, even, it's this division. It's the refs that are in this division, is what I'm saying. There's a 20, like, there's so much less being called in the Central Division. No, it's the refs that are conveniently all located around the same three teams. Rockford, yeah. Milwaukee, Grand Rapids. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what's concerning is that the three bottom teams in the division for power plays, power play attempts, are all right next to each other in 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 relation to the like where you travel to. So they let them play, you say? Doesn't feel but, it. No, they but let. What do you, but what do you they want? let one team play? <laughs> because again, the home team. <laughs> 30 times shorthanded for us. Milwaukee, 28. They should be just as upset as us. Yeah. Honestly. Oh, yeah. And then that game, that was the lowest penalty game we've seen all season. Yeah, it was like three. There was three. three. Yeah. Three times shorthanded between the two teams. This like, is... No team in this division has, a has like, I don't know. Should we review the, the game sheets for these three games from when we played them? So looking, I wanted to dive into this a little more. As we've already talked about this a little bit, we stopped. I wanted to pull up more stats. You're fired just up. Just to make sure. Well, I'm always fired up. But I wanted to break it down kind of game by game real quick. Break it down, Brandon. That sounded weird. <laughs> yeah. All right. But we're I like it. We're going to go back in time. Woo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to the home opener. That was a good time. It was a good time. We won. We did. Penalties in this game. Ready? Yep. Colorado had four power plays. Wow. We had two. We were really undisciplined. We had two. Two. The next night, same referee squad. 
of course. That makes it e- it makes well, it easy. Same first ref. The second ref was different. Adam Tobias was the ref, the main ref, uh, both nights. Second game, Colorado, six power plays. Wow, that's a lot. Grand we are very undisciplined. Grand Rapids four. Okay. We go to Colorado the following weekend. Yeah. Well, we didn't go, but same the head did. referee each night. Mike Dietrich. Colorado, four power plays. Nice. What did we have? One. Ooh. So there's a... The next night, Colorado, three power plays. Grand Rapids? Zero. One. What? Same referee? Same referee. Same both? No, the same main ref, Mike Dietrich. Okay. Because they run two... Two refs, two linesmen. Two refs, two linesmen. case you didn't know. Yes. Go to Cleveland. Four power plays for Cleveland. Or no, sorry. Cleveland comes here. Cleveland comes here. Four power plays for Cleveland. Well, one of them was because of the fans. Yep. Four for Grand Rapids. Four, four and four that night. So it was pretty even. Sure. I mean, Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. We go to Rockford. One of the other low penalized or low power play opportunity teams in the division. Yep. Two for them, one for us. That, yeah, they just kind of let them play. I would have hated to get up during that game to go to the concession stand. Yeah, because you were you were standing for a while. Yeah, you go to Cleveland, Grand Rapids, two power plays, monsters five. Five. Did any of our fans throw pucks on the ice? Is that how we got? No. Okay. Milwaukee, when we went there, just recently, two for the Admirals, one for us. So another, another low one. Milwaukee's the other low team. Yeah. It's kind of gross when you look at it game by game. Like, overall, it's gross. And it's been different, basically different refs. Is that what we had decided? Yeah, it's been basically different refs. So my comments earlier were saying the refs that travel in this area. Now, I mean, we could deep dive into it and look at Rockford's game sheets. We could look at Milwaukee's game sheets and see which ref is where in those nights and all this stuff. And where he lives. I don't have time. No, we're not doing that. (laughs) No, we're not calling for their heads. Not yet. No. We're only we're less than ten games in the season, Brandon. <laughs> I know. But the the most alarming part of going through each one of those was the nights that we played Rockford and Milwaukee. Obviously, there was barely anything called. Yeah. But any of the other nights, Grand Rapids, except for the one Cleveland game, which was here, which was chippy as all get out. Yeah. Every other game, Grand Rapids had one, maybe two power plays, and the other team had a minimum of four or five. So what, like, what do you think it is? If I knew the answer, <laughs> I could make everyone a lot happier. I don't know the answer to this. Something, something's got to change. Do you think? Uh, like, I don't think it's that we're that undisciplined. I, I mean, I think the first two night, like the first two games, you're like, okay, well, there's some rust. We're trying to. We're always the first to react, or the sorry, the, not the first to react, but the first to. Well, yeah, the first to react to whatever they do. Yeah. We don't take it. They fight back, which I appreciate. I don't want to see the teams see Fold. the team get there and yeah, just sit around and take whatever's going on. Like you got to fight back. You got to establish dominance. You got to establish dominance, especially the as such a young, young team. Yeah, right. <laughs> like they mentioned it on the on TNT the other night is that you want to see all five guys somebody started picking on somebody you get all five your whole team's going over that after that guy you know you you like to see just like Tampa does so is that the difference though is it 
is it all five guys? And that's why when except it only is a couple guys, and that's why we end up with a penalty. You know what? I want to do because the craziest part is like you pull penalty minutes on the team. Yes, Crosshanna that's still leads. What I was going to go to next. Yeah. Crosshanna still leads with eighteen minutes. Edmondson with twelve, and New Power and Didier at nine and seven. Which Didier's was the fight. New Power's had a fight. So there's five in each of those. Now, I, you know, I'm going to go to the list. Johansson, four. Les Browns, four. Spezia, four. Gettinger, four. Casper, four. Shine, four. Mazer, two. Berge, two. Biro, two. Aston Reese, two. Hirose, two. Rafferty, two. Stevens, two. Volander, two. Zarnik, zero. Tuomisto, zero. Kosa and Hutchinson, zero. So far. McIsaac, Sawchuk, Lombardi, and Soderblom, zero. See, we need more penalties out of our goalies, to be honest. That's more what's penalties miss- out of our goalies, That's yeah. That's what's missing in our, uh, <laughs> in our organization. Shout out to both Elmer and Amadeus. Yeah. Full eight games played. Zero penalties. Zero penalty minutes. And I would say, again, AHL stats are limited. I would like to see how many penalties that Amadeus has drawn with his play style. Yeah, I think that does speak a lot to Amadeus and not having any penalties, too. Because he plays hard. He does play hard. Um, Simon, I mean, you can see it because he, he's feisty. He's, he gets a penalty a game just about. And I'm not that upset about it. He was like that last year, too. Um, and Cross, Cross sat the one for the fans. That was yeah. a two. And then I think he sat another one for... He sat a bench minor. He sat a bench minor. So, I mean, those four, whatever... Um, it's interesting. It's everybody. It's not just one person. It's not just one player. It's it's really shared between everybody. So, I mean, even trying to look into that. It's, I can't remember a time that I was able to look at a Griffin's roster this early in the season and see penalty minutes for almost every single player. It's, it's odd, right? It's super odd. Yeah. Like, just out of curiosity here because I have the stats in front of me. For last year? Yep. Oh. Eight Griffins. Now, they didn't play a ton of games at this level. Um, eight Griffins didn't have penalties last year. But guys that played a significant amount of games. So let's say Sawchuck played 23 games, four minutes. Matt Luff played 28 games, six minutes. Zarnik played 43 games, eight minutes. Your leader on the team last year was New Power. Which is fair. Obviously. He's a, yeah. New Power and Shine led the team. 68 and 52. And what are they pacing now? Shine's not pacing that. Simon's probably pacing what he finished last year at 52. He yeah. had 52 minutes total last year, too. And he played a, a decent chunk. Well, I'm not. He decent. played 52 games here. Yeah. Yep. But you have, got, you have two guys probably outpacing. Last year's. Last year's highest, who were the enforcers on the team. And Cross is an enforcer. No, Cross Hannes is not an enforcer. Simon Edmondson's not an enforcer. As much as we want to say he's a bully, he's not an enforcer. Who's the other guy? For the team right now? Yeah. New Power's at nine. He's the one fight in there, and he has two, two, two minutes. And then Didier has the fight and then one penalty. Yeah, and Didier is one of those ones that you see in the scrums. You see him at yeah. The, you see everybody in the scrums. That's where like, I'm like, thinking he's the it, one. like that's where I'm really confused here. Is like, 
you see scrums all over. You see a lot of the guys jumping into it. You don't ever see all five jump into it at once when they're on the ice. They should. But everybody on the team still has a penalty of some sort, except two two players and the goalies. And those two players, they I mean, they play a lot. I feel like they're always on they the ice. They both played all eight games. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. What are your thoughts? I just want to see fair officiating in this league, man. That's all I want. It's not... Is that is that re- like there's too much to ask? Is that report card just doesn't come out because it's not enough data yet, or is it just probably? So something to keep an eye on. Oh no! Well, we want now that we've called it out, we have to pay attention to it, right? Like, I mean, we have to pay attention to that. You can pay attention to it. I will. <laughs> I already pay attention to enough things. <laughs> you don't pay attention to anything. Yeah, I'm very sure of this man. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm losing you already. Yeah, like where where are we at? I at your house. You know, I'm surprised. Like the, the preview was about 30 minutes, which is what I thought. I thought this would be a, kind of a shorter, but we kind of got into this. We well, got fired up. Yeah, I mean, again, it's something. 16, bro. Six. 16. 16. Barely old enough to drive. Like that's going to be the joke going forward. Of like when we get a power play, we're gonna ha- we're gonna know off the top of our head right then and there when we get one and what count we're at. Should we bring a whiteboard? <laughs> that could actually be pretty fun. That could actually be really fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. Would maybe we connect with uh, either Rinaldi or Elaine to see if they can ask that question to the you know to Dan Watson? Like, are they aware? They have to be aware of this. No, they're aware. Like in, in the Cleveland game, Watson was going to blow a gasket. How, how do they change this? How does it? How does I'm not asking for, like, the next game we go out, we have 10 power plays. Like, I'm not asking for that. But like, No, I'm asking for fair. Like, and it hasn't... And we're going to have to have a game like that to catch up. <laughs> we're going to be, like, three games like that to catch yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I don't. I obviously don't want to... I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of, like, don't go out there and abuse the official or anything like that. Well, we you saw know? that last, <laughs> last week's game. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, like... At the same time, you just want him to call a fair game, and if it's if it's something in a scrum, if that's what's really causing this, like if I went and dove in and found exactly what each penalty was and all that, now that I have every single game sheet pulled up on my computer, I'll probably look at that just out of pure curiosity at this point. But like, if it's the scrums, take two guys. Yeah, there's not really take both, but that's not really a power play opportunity for us. That's no, just I know. offsetting that's penalties. The, that's the thing, though, is like. If that's where a lot of these shorthanded, out of the 30-something shorthanded opportunities are coming from, but we're... Are we able to rewatch the games? Yeah, you can go back and watch them all. Hmm. I don't have the patience for that. No, but you've got timestamps so when the penalties were called. That's true. So you can kind of isolate like that. that. We can yeah, also get our that's face honestly off. something we'd look at. We can get our face-off stats off of that, too. I ain't got time for that. You got a, you got a free weekend? <laughs> no, I don't. I might have a free sticker for somebody who does. <laughs> well, yeah, to ra- I mean to wrap this, like I, like I said, I just I just want it to be fair. The penalties should not be influencing the outcomes of these games as much as they are. Do you think there's they have? no way? Do you think they have? Well, besides Cleveland, because besides Cleveland, because that's the obvious. Yeah, I mean, look at it. This team, how many times were they shorthanded on the road? Like. Playing on the road is already a tough challenge, especially when you're playing in barns like Colorado. 
Like, that was a tough place to play. Yeah. Milwaukee is a tough place to play. But when you're playing shorthanded constantly, you're never able to gain momentum. Right. And that's where we see everything play so flat-footed. Like, no wonder for those first few games, if you think about it, the guys could never build that momentum because all of a sudden they're right back to shorthanded. Build it right back to shorthanded. No wonder they looked exhausted, looked like they didn't care. They're probably just as frustrated. I mean, every game has been pretty close except for the Colorado game, 6-3. to three. Um, And the Rockford game was 3 nothing. But everything else was very, like, we have two overtime games. Yeah. And we had, the other games were all by one goal. In both those overtime games, was there a shorthanded goal scored? Or not a shorthanded goal, was there a power play goal for the other team? For say that for again? both the overtime games because both those were against Cleveland, right? Yeah. Well, the, Did the Cleve- other team have power play goals. Yes, Cleveland yeah. had one here and they had two in Cleveland. On their two out of five. Well, yeah, you've got the game sheets. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm, why I'm trying to answer your question when you have it yeah, in front no, of you. <laughs> they had Cleveland in both games had one or two power play goals in a game that was decided in overtime or a shootout. Yeah. The only one that we don't have an excuse for with penalties is Rockford. Because we got shut out. Yeah. But again, was there a lot one of, power play. One power play. To their two. They didn't convert either, though. So, Dan watching special teams, we don't really have an answer on because we haven't been able to really see a whole lot of it. <laughs> At the end of the day, that is the answer. We, <laughs> we haven't seen it. Not enough sample size. Now, why do we not have enough sample size? Because of well, the refs. I mean, it's something I'm going to pay attention to this weekend. Like, how are they, like, is it, if it's blatant calls, like tripping, hooking, and all that stuff, which hooking calls this year have been so questionable. But I'm going to pay attention. Like, if it's just a bunch of roughing penalties and stupid crap like that that come out of these scrums, then yeah, I have more questions. Yeah. But. That's where I'll that's where I'll end that segment because we have a question from Randy too. We already answered it, did we? Yeah, we, we had a new one this week. Yeah, yeah, we already answered it. When did we Bro, answer it? We were that good. We didn't answer it. Yeah, we did. So I'll pull it up. He asked like three. I know. So, who do we need to watch out for this weekend? Uh, I, guys in blue. I said our goal. I said their goalie. I said yeah. Steve's and. Uh, well, I want to make sure we address his question right, directly. Yeah, and then is Cross going to shake off the monkey and break out? Yes. So we, cle- we cleared that one. He's toss that monkey out of the dang building. It's like a gorilla at this point. And yes. a final hurrah. Do you guys think we can sweep them this weekend? Eh, we were kind of undecided on that. So we said yes and no. We are hoping, but it's still too early to tell how what this team really is. We saw a good flash of it on Milwaukee. They're going to blow them out. Oh, here we go. All right. Brandon's with the, with the obnoxious answers. They're going to blow them out. Blow them out the doors. Thank you, Randy, for continuing to give us questions. We appreciate you. Anybody else can always throw them at us on Twitter or, you know, mail them to Nick's house at this address. Um, Yeah. We'll answer them that way, too. They'll send you a sticker back in the mail. We will send stickers soon, maybe, (laughs) or other things. Who knows? All right. What else you got for this week? Nothing? I got nothing. I'm, I'm excited. I'm pumped to get back to Vandal. I'm ready for some home game stretches here. Like it's gonna be an interesting because we have these two games and then Wednesday. It's the school game. Wednesday's the school game. So I won't be at that one. I will be. I have to be at work. 
And then the next week after that, or that weekend, we have... I don't think we have anything that weekend and the following weekend after that is going to be your, your, your uh, the Teddy Bear Toss game. Is the what? Teddy Bear Toss. It's the following weekend. Yeah. But we got a nice little three-game home stretch here. I'm excited for that. I'm very excited for that. When, and it's part of Winning Wednesdays, so I know how much you love Winning Wednesdays. I love Winning Wednesdays. A record on Winning Wednesdays is pretty solid. Yeah, it is. I'm hoping we can continue that because I'd like to have those bonus tickets. Right. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Looking forward to a few games in a row at home here. Ready to go watch some hockey again. And Ready the, to be back with all the crazy folks at Van Andel. That Wednesday game's against the Wolves. Oh, dub right so, there. Let's go. It should be a win. <laughs> Let's go. All right. So the next three games, we got one win on the books. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully we can get the other two and uh, start pulling away. So that would be nice. Even if we don't get the win, I would like to at least see us continue the play style that we've got, which is the Dan Watson play style. I think so, this stretches where confidence builds in a lot of players. Yeah. And with us. <laughs> Lombardi hat trick against the Wolves. Oh, gosh. I'd be so mad. But I'd be happy. I'd be thrilled. I don't know how I'm going to watch this at work, but... You'll figure it out. You always do. Yeah. You don't work anyways. Um, anyways, thank you everyone for tuning in to our fun Thursday episode. I can't wait to edit this one. It's all over the place. It's going to be so great. It's going to be... I'm glad we're doing it the night before my day off. I'll have time at <laughs> That's least. That's what I figured. <laughs> yep. But thank you all for tuning in this week. We appreciate you. Appreciate Hockey Podcast Network for being great hosts. DraftKings and Raycon for being awesome sponsors. I have nothing else to add. Everyone have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the hockey. Go Griffins. Go Red Wings. Go Walleye. Everybody have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you Monday. Love you. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Hockey Town West podcast. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at HockeyTownWPod. And your host, Nick at GR Hockey Guy and Brandon at Brandon GR Hockey.